This is the Stain and Seal Experts Podcast. This is podcast number two, and we're coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. We've got a great guest lined up for you tonight, and we're going to get to him in just a few minutes. But first, I want to ask you to please uh, go check us out on Facebook at Stain and Seal Experts. You can look at us uh, on our website, stainandsealexperts.com. And uh, we ask you to please subscribe to our channel. Please uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That'll help us get to the top of our channel. And if you've got any questions, again, it's just info at StandingSealExperts.com. So now on to our guest. We've got Ryan McLean from Ready Seal. He's the national sales manager. Been in the business a long time. He's a wealth of information. He's absolutely a Stain and Seal expert. And tonight we're going to pick his brain. We're going to talk about his product, but mainly we're going to get a lot of tips and tricks that you can use when you uh, go to do your stain and seal project. So without further ado, here he is. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? Hey, doing great. Glad you came on the show. Uh, Man, we'll jump right into this thing. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the staining business. No, I appreciate it, Caleb. Um, I started um staining back in 1992 uh i was one of ready seals first customers when they when they started uh mixing stain and uh the reason i started staining because it was an easy business to get into and i needed money in college um so uh, i knew one of the owners of ready seal um hooked me up with stain uh pretty much started with flyers, uh, did a lot of new construction or new neighborhoods that had brand new fences put up, mainly in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, so I would hit I would hit neighborhoods with flyers, um, go out and stain their fences. The only thing I knew at the time was Ready Seal. I started, I was a little bit spoiled and didn't know it until I started uh, having customers re- uh, make requests for other stains. And at the time, um, I needed the money and I said yes, but uh, I quickly found out or quickly learned that um, the other products out there didn't do what Ready Seal did. Um, you know, when you apply Ready Seal, um, there's no laps and there's no runs, there's no streaks, there's no back brushing required. Um, so I got, I got myself in a couple of messes, uh, by not using ready seal quickly learned, um, that was the only product I wanted to use Mm -hmm. and, uh, pretty much stayed with it. Um, I've been staining since 92 for up until I went to work for ready seal, which is my, which is my current job. Okay. So started in the staining business and kind of got spoiled with ready seal right off the bat and that, that all makes sense i think we've all been burned on a couple of those jobs uh using somebody else's product that uh sometimes we get a little blind by dollar signs don't we we sure do <laughs> yeah so I how did you go from from the staining contractor to the staining salesman to sell for ready seal how did that all work out well i knew the owners for a long time you know and i graduated college i was uh went to be an investment advisor um, for about 15 years, always kept my business on the side. Um, back in 2008, the investment world uh, wasn't the greatest at that time, 2000, two, 2008, 2009. So I went back to my, my same business full time. Uh, owner came to me one day and asked me to come to work for him. And uh, I did. 
I'd been, you know, I probably knew more about ready seal product than anybody else out there. And he thought it'd be a good idea. And, and so did I. And, uh, that's kind of how I went to work for ready seal. Um, now I've quickly become the national sales manager and helping ready seal grow and, and be all over the part of the, or all over the country now, uh, even going into Canada. Wow. So your product works all over the place, East coast, West coast, and up North and South too, I guess. Yeah, we can, we can, uh, you know, cold weather or hot weather, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, we did the entire Loveland ski resort in Colorado, um, have tremendous success in, in, in Canada right now in the cold weather temperatures, the, uh, mountain temperatures, the coast temperatures, it really doesn't matter. Most people don't know. Um, that ready seal can be applied in any temperature during the application process. Um, so it doesn't really matter if it's hot or cold outside. Um, so it can be 110 degrees in Texas or it could be freezing in Colorado. As long as the wood's dry, you can apply ready seal. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in my business, we get a lot of customers that read the can or get on the website and they'll say, well, it's got to be 50 degrees to stain, doesn't it? And I'll say, well, no, not necessarily. So does so does the Ready Seal can say a specific temperature it needs to be above, you know, for warranty purposes, or or does the can just kind of say any temperature is good? Yeah, actually, we don't even put the temperature requirements on our can okay. because there's there's not any. Um, so, you know, the oil based stain will expand and contract versus on temperature whether it's hot outside or cold outside. So it does get a little, you know, a little bit thicker in the cold, the cold weather. So I wouldn't, I would say negative 30 is not a, not a good, not a good, not a good temperature, but um, it gets too thick to spray. Um, yeah. But if you're around freezing, no, if you can be out working in it and then, and the wood's dry, you can, you can apply ready seal. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I know we do, you know, and if you're in a staining business, you don't like to be sitting on the couch in the wintertime, so you need a product you can get out and work with all year round. Absolutely. So let's see here. I got a little list of some questions. We'll just kind of go over and, and, and I'll just throw them out here and, and let you ring them off. But what are, what are the, let's see, what are the benefits? Let's just go over, let's start with the top. What are the benefits of Ready Seal over, uh, you know, just Brand X or the other brands out there on the market? Well, as you know, with any paint or stain, most of your other brands will run, they'll laugh, and they'll streak unless you backbrush them. And even when you backbrush them, you got to maintain generally what they call a wet edge or you'll end up with a lap mark. So uh, the big benefit of using Ready Seal, you don't have any of those, any of those issues. You know, you're not going to get any lap marks. You're not going to get any run marks or streak marks, and you don't need to backbrush it. Uh, and like I said, you can apply it in any temperature. Um, the other cool thing about Ready Seal is there's there's no it can get wet within minutes after the application. So if you do a job in the morning, um, it starts to rain on you, um, you're good. It's not going to mess up your project. And then with all of your other stains out there, besides the run, the laps, the streaks, and the back brushing requirement, they also have uh, rain restrictions. Don't apply within 48 hours of rain. And of course, like we already discussed, they've got the temperature restrictions out there. So what Ready Seal does for a do-it-yourselfer or a contractor, um, because of those features, it, it 
it saves you a tremendous amount of labor time. Um, you can do jobs, you know, five, six times faster than you could using a, a, another stain product or a traditional stain due to the fact that you can just spray it on the fence. It's going to run down, level out, blend in perfect for you every single time. If you want to do the top of the fence first, do the bottom, come back the next day, fill in the middle, you'll, you won't get a lap mark from it. Yeah, and back to the weather thing, if you're a, if you're a homeowner – and you've only got this Saturday to do it. That's you know, and it, it might rain tonight. That's good, but if you're a homeowner, you got time. You can do it next weekend. If you're a contractor and you've got fifty jobs on the books, you've got to get to those things. Exactly. So if it's going to rain, you know, I, I can say I, I, my team has done jobs. You know, and when we're packing up the truck, it's starting to rain. No right. issues. You know, you kind of watch those jobs. You go back a, a week later and watch them and no issues. So that's, that's really a plus. No, it's a tremendous benefit. Um, you know, even applying in direct sunlight, uh, a lot of other stain lines you can't apply in direct sunlight, but it really ready seal gives you the benefit as a contractor to overcome a lot of days that you, that you normally couldn't work if you were using another stain product. Yeah. The sun, the sun shines just about every day in Tennessee. So we need, we definitely need something we can do in the sun. Absolutely. So what are what are five, let's just say maybe five or just a couple of mistakes that people you see a lot of people make when they when they're starting to do a staining project? Well, a lot of mistakes people make. Um in looking at a penetrating stain like Ready Seal, um one is probably the surface preparation if they're doing an old project. Um, or a new project for that matter. You got to make sure that your your the, the surface that you're staining is prepared. Um, and some of those issues are moisture content in the wood. Um, not that if so, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Could I stop you there and let sure. you let, elaborate on that a little bit? Tell us what you're looking for for moisture. What's what's acceptable, or and then what's ideal? The optimum level or the ideal level of moisture content is 12% or less. Okay, 12% is the optimum. Anything less than that is okay. Um, now, if you get wood that's too dry, then you're going to end up, you know, it's going to penetrate deeper, and you're going to end up just, you know, putting more stain on the wood. Um, if it's higher than 12%, it really doesn't affect the look of the stain, but what it does affect is the longevity of the stain. So if you can still stain a... a uh, a, a, a project that has high moisture content, and I'd say high, anything over 15%, it's going to look nice, um, but it, it, the product's not going to last as long as it should if you've had the right moisture content. Um, so moisture levels, about 12% is ideal. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of people saying that 13 to 18% range, but I, I don't like to touch anything close to 18%. No, not at all. And what that does, if you're using any other product um, besides Ready Seal, a lot of those other products are surface coating. Um, they'll end up cracking, chipping, flaking, and peeling on you. But what they also do is they lock in the moisture of the wood, and they'll the wood will start to rot from the inside out. Well, Ready Seal still allows that wood to breathe. So let's say you do stain it. Um, and it's a little bit heavy moisture content, 
um, it still allows that moisture to escape, so it doesn't affect the uh, the wood or, or or it doesn't rot it from the inside out, versus other other stains would would lock it in, and and that's what you'd get. Yeah, I think there needs to be a national awareness campaign about those water-based stains. Right, There's a lot exactly. that they don't tell you about <laughs> at the at the paint counter, isn't there? Absolutely, absolutely. That's um. You can end up with a lot of lot of issues. May look nice in the beginning, but then you you know built a nice fence, spent a lot of money on it, nice deck, spent a lot of money on it. Then you've locked in the moisture, and your brand new wood starts to rot from the inside out. Nobody wants that. Yeah, and I just don't think they look as good. Maybe I'm biased, but I just think an old base stain looks ten times better. Oh, but for what? Sure. How do you how do you ap- apply this stuff? You know, the you got to have a big sprayer. You can you do it with a paintbrush? What's the what's the best way to put it on? With Ready Seal, you can apply it with anything. Really, you can apply it with a pump up garden sprayer. I've got customers that stain furniture and can run it out of a squirt bottle. Um, you can use an airless sprayer. You can roll it on or brush it on if you want. As a contractor, we were, you know, we like to do multiple jobs in a day, so we would always spray. Um, our projects, um, just for, you know, to get through the jobs. Um, so but, with, you know, so for the, con- for the contractors listening, you're, you're talking about an airless sprayer, what size tips and things like that would you use for that? It doesn't matter what tip you use. Um, you just really need to get it on the wood. Uh, the traditional tips that come with it are a five, one, five tip. If you're buying an airless sprayer, that's generally what's your, uh, what comes with your spray rig and that that tip is just fine if you want to get a tip that gives you a wider pattern you're okay um but i always use just the 515 which worked just fine with me um i like to spray and um you know cover a couple pickets at a time um airless sprayer is a little bit it's more it's a little bit nicer neater um you have to worry too much about you know, overshooting a fence, getting it on the sidewalk or anything like that. Okay. So I'm guessing your air, you guys airless sprayers use a little, make a little less overspray is what you're saying? Uh, right. Yeah. In other words, if you get next to a house, you can turn that pressure down, um, you know, and get in within three or four pickets of a house. Um, and then you don't have to worry about overshooting the fence. Or, you know, if you're using like a SureFlow pump or a wand system, um, those are okay. You just got to be more careful because they'll shoot over the top of something. You may not see a car or a sidewalk, um, something like that that would that would get it on the on the on the on the on on the cement. Uh, so you got to be a little bit more careful. They probably are a little bit faster um, as you're spraying, but in the long run, I think you can get through a job faster with an airless. Okay. So you talk about getting it on concrete and sidewalks and cars. What do you do? What do you, what do you do when when you've hired a new guy or or, or you you let your kids help you stain your deck and they get it on the, the <laughs> brick or whatever? How do, how do you take care of that problem? Yeah, the number one thing you want to do is not get it on there. What what we do and what we did just a little tip is we kept everything wet. We kept our sidewalks wet. Um, if oils you know oil and water don't mix, so if the oil stays on top of that water. Uh, as soon as you're do- done with the job, you can come back and rinse the sidewalk off. We did a lot of pergolas and arbors that had with tile or cement, you know, nice flooring underneath them. As long as you keep that surface wet during the entire job process, uh, when you're done spraying uh, and you've you've got all your drip marks on or all your dripping under control, 
you just give it a nice rinse and uh, pretty much ready to go. Um, you know, there's some secrets out there. If you actually do get it on the, the cement, you, you know, you can create some paste to pull the oil out. Um, but mainly there's also some auto parts stores, like there's a drive up stuff that you can you get to pull those those oil based things out of concrete. The best thing to do is not get it on there in the first place. But I do I yeah, do sure. know that accidents happen. Oh yeah, I think we've all had an accident or two. What is uh, what's your secret paste? Can you give away the secret on your your secret paste to get it off of concrete? Um, you can create a paste. Uh, what the paste does is it, it pulls the oil up from the surface. Um, and I I can't. I'd have to look it up. I, to be honest with you, it's it's been a few years since I've stained, and I I'd, I'd have to look it up to yeah. see what that that was. I think we use one with just baking soda and mineral spirits mixed up, and you can throw it on there, and, and it, it works pretty good. It makes a good paste. Right. What advice would you give to a homeowner who's looking to get a stain, to hire a stain contractor for their fence or deck or pergola or something like that? What What would you tell them to look for? I would look for somebody that uh, pays attention to detail, um, one that's going to use a good stain, um, you know, homeowners don't care about speed or anything like that. Um, but somebody that's going to treat the job if it was their own house, um, somebody that's reliable, uh, that's, that's going to be there when they say they're going to be there. Um, always look for, um, a quote up front, um, and have that person stick to that estimate, stick to that quote. Uh, find out if there's any warranties involved um, on the project itself. Um, and then I would uh, make sure that the homeowner, homeowner gets some recommendations. Uh, maybe look at some other jobs that the contractor's done. Um, look for some, you know, somebody that that was happy. Yeah, and if you got a neighborhood full of stain jobs, it should be easy to exactly. pass the word along. So. What exactly. do you, what is what's standard in in Texas? I know that's the fence staining capital of the world. What's standard down there for warranties? I know the product, but what about your contractors? What kind of warranty do those guys put on their work down there? Generally, you'll see a one year warranty. Um, it's pretty standard in Texas. Um, you know, there's there's some contractors out there that'll give two two year warranties. Um, I think you pretty much are going to know. Um, within the first year, whether your stain's going to hold up. Um, and it all goes back to the contractor and proper surface preparation. Uh, but that's typically, yeah. typically what you see. Yeah. I think most issues you can see them in about five minutes after the job's done. And, exactly. uh, and then, then only, you know, water is your only other issue. Was it, was the wood not dry enough so what advice since since you grew up in the stain business putting it on what advice would you give the guy who's listening right now who's thinking about picking up an airless sprayer and, and going and getting a couple of cans of ready seal and starting a stain in business what would you tell that guy um one it's an easy business to get into um the uh you know the most important thing is is a sprayer the, the, the proper stain, which I believe if you choose ready seal, you're going to have the proper stain. Um, and then I, I think the, the most important thing is your, is your reputation. Um, 
if you don't want to be the guy that's what they call chucking a truck and all that stuff, you don't want, you want to build a reputable business and you're, you're going to want people to refer you. And if you're not doing good work, um, people aren't going to refer you. I, I built my entire business on referrals. Um, and, you know, and staying in entire neighborhoods or entire streets. So once you do one job that's, that's on a corner lot, you know, you can hang your sign up on that corner lot and people are going to drive by and, and get your number and call you. Um, and what, that what, what you see one neighbor do, they have a tendency to all follow suit. Um, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or whatever. Um, but you can build your business you know, from referrals, um, you don't have to spend a tremendous amount on advertising as long as you're doing good work and, and getting good referrals. Um, you know, I, I started off with flyers and I had people putting me on their HOA websites, referring me, um, homeowner associations are big to get into due to the fact that if you got one person that'll post for you, you know, most, most homeowners are, you know, homes in the homeowners association will, will post stuff about you and you'll get a tremendous amount of, of work from that, but you got to be reputable and you got to be good, um, and do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. We're in a world today where, you know, the more customers I talk to, they're not going to do any business with anybody if they don't know somebody who's done business with you and, and come with a good review or a referral. Right. And I, and I think, uh, you know, testimonials on a website and things like that certainly, certainly help. Um, but there's nothing better than, than having a, a customer call you and say, so-and-so referred me to you and said, you do good work. Um, so your reputation is all you got at the end of the day. Yep, that's right. And you got to be able to suck it up every once in a while and go out there and, and try to please the customer that has got an issue with something that's out of your control. You know, every once in a while we'll see, a, you know, a uniformity issue. Maybe the fence contractor used one cut of board on one part of the fence and then a different one on somewhere else and it looks two different colors and there's nothing you can do about it, but you got to go out there and bend over backwards for them sometimes. And right. Just, and, I, and I think a educated – education of the customer is important too. You know, you're using a transparent, semi-transparent stain. It, you know, it is designed to, to enhance the beauty of the wood. And, you know, you, like you said, you do run into some issues where you've got somebody built a new section of fence and they've got an old section of fence. Um, those two come together and, you know, the customer might have a paint job in their mind um, where the transparency of the stain is just going to reflect the base of the wood. So you may have a, you know, obviously a, a brand new look versus an older, darker look. Um, so education to the customer is important. Um, before you start the job, um, kind of explain to them what it's going to look like. Um, and, you know, showing some samples of, a, of a old wood versus new wood and the color differences. So that's important as well. Just educating the customer. Well, is there any myths out there that you ever heard of about the staining business or stain, oil-based stains or anything like that you want to clear up? I, I can't think of any, but maybe you do. Um, I mean, not right offhand. I mean, as far as right this moment, I'm sure, I'm sure there is um, some myths out there. I think the biggest 
issue out there is, you know, kind of what I just got through talking about it. You know, a stain job's not, it's not a paint job. You know, a paint job is something that's going to cover up your wood and everything's going to look nice and uniform as if you're painting a wall um, and you're going to get the same color. Um, So when you're dealing with good transparent to semi-transparent stains, you know, it's designed to, you know, Ready Seal is designed to enhance the beauty of the wood. So it's going to reflect the characteristics of the wood. Um, where a paint's just going to cover it up. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, that's one of the things a customer really needs to understand, especially if you've got an old, ugly fence that basically needs to be tore down and, and you need to get a new one. Um, you know, that, 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 that thing might need a paint job versus a stain. Yeah, yeah, solid stain on repaired, patched-up fences. So tell us about Ready Seal as a company, man. I've heard you guys are moving into a big building. You guys have got a lot of fastest growing company awards and stuff like that. How's that going? Yeah, we're uh, really growing fast. Um, we're, you know, we were just based in Texas, um, sold to contractors directly to get started back in the early nineties. Um, now we've got distribution pretty much all over the United States. And I mentioned Canada. Um, but we probably are one of the fastest growing stain lines, um, in the U S, um, right now we, we're getting new customers, new dealers on an, on a daily basis. Um, and we're getting to be well known, uh, you know, across the U S you know, I think everybody knows who we are in Texas, but, um, our name's getting out there where I think three years ago, um, not everybody recognizes Ready Seal. So our, our brand obviously Scott, still needs to grow. Um, but I'm, I'm running to people all over the country now that uh, are starting to, to recognize the Ready Seal brand. Um, so the growth's been excellent. Um, you know, every year we, we, we have a tendency to, to at least grow 40 and 50%, if not more. Um, and we expect, uh, you know, a lot of growth next year bringing on new dealers and contractors once they find us um they love us they won't use anything else and in the dealer world uh once we come into a a new dealer their paint store um we quickly become the number one best-selling stain that they have well that's pretty good that sounds great one thing i don't know if we touched on earlier but one of the really neat things about Ready Seal is you can use one bucket for your fence or your deck, your playset, whatever. It's it's one stain does it all. So that um, is it's, it is a universal product. It can go on any exterior wood structure, your hardwoods, your softwoods. Um, so yeah, you've got one product that does everything. And then uh, you know the other thing Ready Seal does is um, once it's mixed up, it's you know it's not like you got to sit there and constantly stir. Um, during the job. I mean, it's, it stays mixed up for at least a good week, if not two, before it starts to, the pigments start to settle back down. So, um, so that's another, another feature that, that helps the contractor out. They don't have to buy special equipment to keep it mixed up or anything. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good stuff. 
So what support and resources are out there for people who are wanting to uh, to use your product or learn about it? Is there a website that's got some information on it? Yeah, they can go to readyfield.com. Um, take a look at the, you know, the features, the benefits. They can also find a dealer on readyfield.com by plugging in your city or your zip code. Um, and if, you know, we've got, uh, we're big, obviously, in the fence contractor market, the deck contractor market, but, you know, painters and everybody loves us. So I, I see people um, call into the Ready Seal. You know, they'll drive 150 miles to go pick up a bucket if, if none is in their area just because of the labor savings alone. Um, but readyfield.com is a good resource um, that they can get up some additional information. And, and we will actually send you out samples, liquid samples, fan decks. Um, so if you are getting started in business um, and you need any of that type of, uh, of information, um, you can certainly go to the website and get that. Yeah, and I think yeah. you guys have got a lot of YouTube videos on how-tos and stuff like that, which is pretty good. Yeah, and there is a there is a video of, uh, of a fence being done and a deck being done on readyseal.com that they could take a look at, um, kind of get an idea. Um what the process looks like and how easy it is to apply well good deal was there anything that we forgot or that you want to mention or bring up on this podcast you know i think one thing just from a contractor standpoint um you know when you're dealing with surface preparation uh, a lot of new contractors would are going to benefit from this um some of the old timers probably know this but when you're doing uh uh brand new cedar decks that are that are smooth cedar they have a tendency to uh have mill glaze on them um so just want to tell the, the new contractors out there that, that that mill glaze needs to come off um it looks if you stain over the top of mill glaze you think it's a beautiful looking project but it doesn't last can you explain kind of what mill glaze is and how to know if you've got it on your boards or not a uh, mill, mill glaze is going to be mainly on your like your smooth type wood that's been milled almost like a real tight sanding job and it just happens uh on the milling process <clears throat> excuse me it happens on the milling process when they run it through to smooth to, to plane the boards and make them real smooth it does leave like a glaze on the on the on the wood um and so what that that, that glaze needs to be that needs to come off for the for the stain to penetrate um, and that can be done easily. You can you can uh, put 100% bleach on mill glaze and leave it, um, you know, for several days. Or you can put bleach on there and just do a light power wash, and that'll take the mill glaze off. What that does what that does is allow for the stain to come in and penetrate the wood versus stay on top of the mill glaze. Yeah, so it's popping the grain open. So can you look at this smooth wood and tell that it's got mill glaze, or do you just need to assume that it's there and just go ahead and take the precautions to get it off? I think with a little bit of experience, you can look at it and tell. Now, if it's got a real smooth and it's kind of got a glossy, shiny look to it, more than likely it's got mill glaze on it. Okay, And it's going to okay. be a very good-looking board. Um, so it's a nice and shiny look to it. Um Almost if you, you know, if you sanded down something perfectly, it would, um, and, and that's another issue as far as, um, 
for decks that are being redone, if a, if a person sands too much, if they're trying to take off an old product or whatever, if they sand too much, it can it can seal the wood pores um, together. So it seals the pores and doesn't allow the stain to penetrate. So you want to, you know, your sandpaper, we don't recommend that you sand them. But if you do, use something that's 80 grit or less. A lot of people sand mill glaze off. Um, just make sure that you use 80, 80, 80 or less on that and don't sand a lot. Don't use any belt sanders or anything like that. That'll, that'll, that'll seal those pores shut. Um, Will that bleach help in that sanding situation too? Somebody sanded their deck down too much with the bleach, pop it back open. Or? Yeah, it helps. It does help if you put the, the bleach okay. on top on the sand or if you sand them too short, just, or sand them too much, just put some bleach on there. And again, you might do a light power wash to try to get those pores back open. Um, oxalic acid, which is in a lot of, uh, wood cleaners also will help, um, that process of opening those pores back up. Yeah. And I think that'll get rid of rust marks and nail marks and stuff like that too. So yeah, that's exactly. a good product. Yeah. Well, man, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming on and talking. We got a lot of good information here. Caleb, I appreciate you having me very much. Yeah, man. So it's Stain and Seal Experts podcast. You're definitely a Stain and Seal expert. So your uh, website is readyseal.com, and then they've got a Facebook at Ready Seal, and uh, that's about it. Is that, that the best way to get in touch with you guys? you got a phone number there, 972-434-2028 to your office. And uh, that'll take us to the office. Yeah, and, so if you got any questions, they can uh, certainly call the office. Um, they can get you in touch with me if you got any questions. So that's there's no problem there. There you go. Well, guys, we really appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. And that's going to wrap it up for tonight, folks. Thanks for listening. This has been the Stain and Seal Experts podcast. Again, you can check us out at stainandsealexperts.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Stain and Seal Experts. We ask you to like our page. Uh, check us out. Leave any questions and comments that you've got uh, for us there. Or you can email us, info at stainandsealexperts.com. We're going to leave links in the show notes to everything uh, from, from Ryan McLean to Ready Seal. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna have a pretty in-depth, detailed uh, show notes so that'll go over any of your questions and make good points to everything we discussed tonight. So thanks for listening. Stay tuned for uh, the next episode coming out in two weeks. Uh, we got some more great guests lined up for that episode as well. And uh, again, please like our page. Please uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes. That really helps. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>